Well, welcome everybody and thanks so much for joining me today. It's great here in New Zealand to be at level one. And so we've managed to get there, no more restrictions. And I'm sure the prayers of God's people across our nation of thousands of people has helped to crush COVID-19 and get us to level one faster than we may have expected. Prayer works, prayer is powerful. So let me pray before we share God's word today. Father, we thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Lord, I pray that you would speak to every person that's under the sound of my voice. I pray it'll be a word in season. Lord, a word that would strengthen, empower, and encourage, strengthen those who would be listening and watching here today. Father, bless your word, anoint it with your Holy Spirit. Let everyone hear the voice of God, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you've been hearing me talk about it coming out of COVID-19. We're going to depend more and more and more on the Holy Spirit and less and less and less on our own ability and human effort. Because trying to live for God and serve Him in your own strength is confusing, exhausting, and tedious. It simply does not work. And we've got to really understand it. It just doesn't work. We need the empowering and the Spirit of, the, of God. And that is the pattern we see in Scripture. In the early church, in the book of Acts, it was all about the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So my quest is to get back to the blueprint, get back to the original design, get back to how God always intended you and I to live our Christian life and for the church to function. Now, one of the reasons that I'm really passionate about the Holy Spirit uh, moving in more powerful ways is because I see the incredible needs of people who gather in churches and, and anywhere all across the nation, you know, struggling with depression and mental health and addictions and pain and hurt and unforgiveness. You know, the list goes on and on. Such tremendous needs that we have in our churches and in society. And so we need the Holy Spirit to set these people free. Jesus came to, to heal the brokenhearted, to open prison doors, set the captives free. And so that's our mission. We need to be able to do that as well. And so that's why one reason I'm really passionate to see the Holy Spirit move in greater and greater power in our midst. Now, some of you watching may think to yourself, well, this is who I am. I'm not a lot. I'm fearful, not that gifted. I'm too scared to try things. I fear failure, fear rejection, and I have very little hope uh, for the future. I say no. I say you don't need to settle for that. You can be totally different as you learn to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're going to show you how to do that today. Think of the disciples before the Holy Spirit came upon them. They were deserters. <laughs> they deserted Jesus. They were fearful. Um, they had little hope for the future. They were unbelieving. I mean, they were, they were, they were men going nowhere. After the Holy Spirit came on them, guess what? Totally transformed, fearless, bold, courageous, went out and changed the world. If God could change the early disciples, He can change you and He can change me and He can change our churches as well. I, had a, um, I heard this statement, religion can reform you, but only the Holy Spirit can transform you. We're good at reforming people. Live a better life, don't drink, don't smoke, come to church, pray, etc. People are reformed, but they need more than that. They need transformation. 
They need change. They need to be set free. They need to, on the inside, become the person that God has created them to be. I heard a great testimony just sent to me last week. A person came into one of our services. They said they were so impacted by the service and the message that they heard. They said, I left a different person. That's my mission, that when people come to a service, hear the Word of God, it changes them. It transforms them. Not religion, but transformation of people's lives. That's my zeal. And, you know, we're going to relentlessly pursue the Holy Spirit. We will not back off. We cannot back off because I've made a decision. I cannot leave the church in the powerless condition it is today. And I need to do this for the sake of my generation, but coming generation, for Zach and for Emma, my grandchildren, that they are in a church that is powerful, that is real, that is life-changing, where God is personal and real in their lives. Not a religious place to come to, friends, because we won't hold them. We must restore the power, the presence, and the glory of God to His church. So here's a question we've been on recently. How's the charge on your cell phone today? On your phone, mine's there at 74%. How's your spiritual charge? If you had to say it between zero and 100%, what do you think it would be? It's worth reflecting on because the extent of your spiritual charge is pretty much going to determine how well you can live for God and for others throughout the rest of this day and each day. So keeping that charge up is important. So Ephesians 5, 18 to 21 is our passage for today's message. Be filled with the Spirit. Wow, awesome. How? Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I was given a prophetic word a few years ago, which is probably one of the most precious words I've ever been given. And the prophecy said, God has anointed you to connect people to the Holy Spirit. As you listen today, believe God to strengthen your connection. I mean, you are connected to Him, but to strengthen your connection. So there's a greater flow of God's Spirit into your heart and into your life. You see, I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to make God real, personal, and powerful in the lives of His people. Not religion, but reality. I feel that's one of the greatest things I could do for God's people today is to shift them into the person, presence, and reality of God. Without that, we're back to religion, and that's just not going to hold people. So... I'll keep pursuing that as God gives me grace and strength. So the meaning of, of here, it says, be filled with the Spirit, actually means to keep on being filled. So it's not a one-off experience, you know, even a one-off when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, one-off when you read the Bible in the morning and that's it. No, keep on being filled. So keep being filled throughout the day. What happens with your phone? The charge, as, it, as it's used, it, or even not, not using it, it drains away through the day. Is that right? Of course it is. The same with your spirit, man. It, it drains. And, and as you use and as you work and go about it, it drains. So we need to learn how to keep filling ourselves throughout the day. Yeah. 
And so you've got to put the strategies into place. Now, I'm learning to do some myself uh, and so that you can keep being filled with spirit. We'll cover some of those thoughts uh, with you today, very practical on how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So the development of the spirit, you know, we'll, we'll put it this way. We're made up of three parts, body, soul, and spirit. You know what our problem is? We give most of our attention to the body. Look in the mirror every morning, go to the gym, comb your hair, dye your hair, whatever you have to do, you know, body, it's, it's body beautiful, you know, uh, you got to buy the right clothes and hey, that's, that's where our focus is massive. When you leave your house in the morning, guess what? You're worried about what your body looks like, not what your spirit looks like. So you develop your body and ultimately you can miss the world, you know, massive biceps, uh, Develop your spirit, you're kind of more like an intellect or a professional, all right? But if you develop your spirit, you become a man or a woman of God. Now listen carefully. God has made you in such a way that you have a phenomenal capacity to know God in a very intimate, personal, and powerful way. Don't let anyone ever tell you that, that you can't do this. Don't think, oh, that's for Tark and that's for some leaders. That's for, you know, the, the Billy Graham and the Giants of all. No, no, no. It's for you. You are made in the image of God. You are created and designed by God to have this incredible, fulfilling, satisfying walk with God. This is for every believer. Your capacity to develop your spirit, man. See, it's with our spirit, we hear God's voice. We feel His presence. We experience His power. It all comes with developing our spirit because God is a spirit. So the spirit has to connect with spirit. The stronger your spirit, the more you can connect with the Spirit of God, the more you can connect with God and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was a key to Jesus' ministry. This is really interesting. See, Matthew 3.16, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. Before the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus, if you read through Scripture, it would appear he did no miracles, no healings, cast out no demons. It was only after the Spirit came upon, only after he was filled with the Spirit, that he was able to fulfill the mission that God had for him. Think about this. If Jesus... God Himself could only fulfill His mission by the power of the Holy Spirit. Guess what? It's the only way we can do it. He was God, but He still couldn't do it without the Holy Spirit. So we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit more and more. See, He obtained His power, not through His divinity or being God, but through the Holy Spirit. It's a challenging thought, isn't it? Acts 10.38. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit with power. Went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Jesus' ministry was by the power of the Holy Spirit. I want you to put your name into that verse. You know, it says here, God anointed Tagbana with the Holy Spirit and power. Went around doing good, healing all the oppressed, all oppressed by the devil, because God was with him. Put your name in there right now. Come on, church. It's time. It's time. See, the power of the Holy Spirit is not just for me and a few leaders. It's for the whole body of Christ. It's for every believer. Do you know why? Because people in your world need to be impacted by the Spirit. They need to be healed. They need to be set free. They need to be delivered. I will never reach them. Most people will never reach them. But you, you're the believer. You're the Christian. You have the power. You, believe, you can touch them and set them free. So put your name, please, in that and start to believe it. Do not minimize who you are. 
See, it's our problem with the church. We just think we're nothing and nobody and can't do anything. No, you have the Holy Spirit. You have the power of God. You are something. You can do amazing things for God. I know I'm a bit stirred up about this message, but I feel it with everything within me that this is the future. This is what God wants for His church. This man said, I feel like there's two dogs inside me fighting one another. And one wants to live for God and righteous and serve and pray. The other wants to live for the devil, go out and sin, enjoy the pleasures of life. So they said to him, wow. They said, well, which one is winning? He said, the one I feed the most. Which man are you feeding the most? It's a real challenging question for us, isn't it? We need to learn to feed our spirit. So we are strong Christians and we can handle all the challenges God may throw at us. So one of the things, if we want to f- uh, have a strong spirit, feed the, the, the right dog in us. <laughs> I'm not saying you're dogs, but you know what I mean. Um, we need to know how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So let me give you five, if we get to them, all right? Five ways to be filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the first one's interesting. If you want to be filled, you can't be full. You've got to empty yourself of some things so you can fill yourself. And some of us, I know over the years, I've been so full. So the question to ask yourself is how full or how empty are you? You know, you can't say, God, come and fill me when you're already full because you're going to say, look, there's no room. Make room for me. Here's a thought for you. Make room for the Holy Spirit. Make room for the Holy Spirit in your life. You know, sometimes we, we may be, you know, just different things that fill up our lives And we need to try and empty ourselves more and more. Here's a prayer that I often pray most days. Say, Lord, help me to empty this heart of mine, of all else, that you might occupy it alone. It's a prayer I pray. And then I say, God, help me. Empty this heart. Empty it of all else, that you might fill it. It's a great prayer, friends, to pray, and I encourage you to pray it yourself as well. So I say, God, remove from this heart of mine every idol, every ambition, every desire for pleasure, every selfishness where it's all about me. God, make it all about others. That's a heart God is going to fill. Second thing, you've got to empty yourself. Then you've got to be hungry. Hungry, hunger is, we talked last week that a, what God uses an awareness of lack or holy dissatisfaction usually uh, to summon us into a deeper experience with God. That's been my journey, this awareness of lack in the church, in my life. This dissatisfaction pressed me into a deeper relationship with God. Listen, right now God is offering you a deeper relationship with Himself, a deeper walk with Himself. It's on offer. It's an invitation. Will, whoever will may come. It's not, yeah. hey, this is not based on the color of your skin, by the way. Black, white, yellow, it doesn't matter what you are. It's an invitation. It doesn't matter. It's not based on your IQ. It's an invitation to all. God is calling us into a deeper walk with Himself. And you know what's fantastic about that? It's the greatest of all. It leads to the most fulfilling, satisfying, liberating life on the planet because you get more of God into yourself. So hunger is such a key. You know, it drives us to be filled with the Spirit. Vision can be defined as a combination of a deep dissatisfaction with what is 
and a clear grasp of what could be. That's vision. I think I have some of that. Dissatisfaction with what is, but a clear grasp or a reasonably clear grasp of what could be. It says, if you have vision, you'll always be able to say it's not over. It's not over for the church. It will be changed. It will be transformed. It will become a force in society and a community. But I also say for you, whoever you are, it's not over for you. You know, it's not over. Your best days are not behind you. They are ahead of us. They're ahead of you. You know, the, the, God's got a great future for you and a great future for us. And if we have vision, we can always say it is not over. It doesn't matter where you are in your life right now. The glory of the latter house, the glory of the, your latter life is going to be better than the former. Greater days are ahead that God has in store for you and in store for me. Spiritual hunger is a prerequisite to receiving more of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Matthew 5 verse 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be filled. So here's your question. What are you hungry for? What are you hungry for? Well, of course, we're all hungry for food. We've just been fasting. And oh man, I tell you, when you don't have food, you get really, really hungry. But I don't need to fast to be hungry. <laughs> I still will eat three times a day. And I know some of you, I'm looking you right in the eye, you eat four times a day. There are occasional people that eat five or even six times a day. I've managed some days, uh, eat seven times. Some of them are just snacks. Well, seven times, seven's a number of perfection. It's completeness, so there's no sin in that. You know, but some of you probably even do better than that. But hey, it's no problem to eat. Why? Because we get hungry. <laughs> we get hungry and that's why we eat. <coughs> I read this statement, if you eat a lot and don't work, a lot, work out a lot, you become a lot. <laughs> I'm not looking at anyone in particular. All right, just, just a thought, just saying. So hungry, what are you hungry for? Sometimes we're so hungry for a, a TV program, we can't miss an episode. <laughs> Got to record it just in case we miss it. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but it defines your hunger, you see. Sometimes we're hungry for sport. We just got to watch sport or movies or computer games or whatever else it is. But hunger for God is the greatest of all. It is the greatest of all, as I've been saying. Why? Because you get more of God. So a person told me um, last Sunday, they came up to me after the service. They said to me, oh, I've been watching your daily devotion on um, the Word of God. And I'd said at the beginning of that daily devotion, I said, if you stay with me to the end of the week, which not everyone did, but <laughs> some did, uh, you'll have a greater hunger for, God by the, for God's word by the end of it. She came up to me and she said, just want you to know, Pastor, by the end of the week, God, she, her face was beaming. God's given me a greater hunger for his word. One of my missions in preaching is not to give you information, but transformation. I want to see lives changed by the Spirit and the power of Almighty God. So please, please tune in to my daily devotions, Monday to Friday, 7 a.m. they start. You can watch any time during the day. And you know what I will do? I'll tell you this much. They're only five minutes. They will increase your spiritual charge. They just will. They just will. Just, to, just to, See, you've got to put some effort into being filled with the Spirit. It's not going to just fall out of the sky. Yeah. All right, number three is serving. 
serving. In Israel, there's the Jordan River, which is full of life. Then there's a Dead Sea, which is dead, has no life in it. And the difference is with the Jordan River, there's an inflow and there's an outflow. But with the Dead Sea, there's just inflow, there's no outflow. So if we become Christians and believers, and all we get is inflow, inflow, receive, 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 there's no going out spiritually, there's not going to be a lot of life in us. In fact, spiritually, we'll probably not benefit from a lot of the receiving we take place, but we'll, it'll just wane away, and our spiritual charge will wane and wane away. So, you know, the more we serve, the more God pours it into us and fills us with His Holy Spirit. Given it shall be given to you, pressed down, shaken together, running up. You want to be filled with the Spirit? Learn to give, learn to serve. Proverbs eleven twenty five: Generous soul will be made rich. He who waters will also be watered himself. Come on, start watering some other people, blessing them. You know, the last two Sundays I've preached four and five times. And, you know, by the end of one Sunday, I was just, because I was just so full of the Spirit and God was able to move. But what had happened is by giving out and giving out and giving out, spiritually, I was not drained. <laughs> I was energized. I was full of the Spirit and was able to minister in His power. So pour out, pour out to others and God will fill you. In fact, ask the question, why would God fill you? I mean, what for? Sleep on your lazy boy? <laughs> Go home, do nothing, eat seven times a day? No, no, He fills you. I'll tell you why. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the world. The reason God will fill us is to serve Him, to be witnesses. Otherwise, we don't need to be filled. In fact, if you're not serving, you probably won't even feel the need to be filled. But when you're serving, you're going to think, oh God, you've got to come, you've got to help me. You've got to cry out to God to work for you. At Church Unlimited, we're developing a biblical culture based on Scripture where everyone serves. So everyone does their part in making the church happen week in and week out. So we're moving and we're wanting to be people who are participators, not just spectators. Contributors, not just consumers. You might say, oh man, that sounds a bit tough. Listen, the more you're a participator, the more you'll be filled with the Spirit, the more you're going to enjoy life, know the favor and the blessing and the breakthrough of God. The more you're a contributor, not just a consumer, it's going to bless your life. This is not bad news. This is good news. This is teaching you how to have the abundant life. Jesus, I'll come that you might have life and that more abundantly. But there's keys to the abundant life. And one of the keys is serving, pouring out for Jesus. And you will not regret it. All right, changing gear for a little moment here. The next key, I believe, is repentance. Uh, Matthew 3, verse 2, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repentance is a gateway to more of God. And I feel repentance is going to be a real key for the church moving forward. If we want the power of the Spirit like we're asking for, there's going to have to come a spirit of repentance. Acts 3.19, repent that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Repentance brings refreshing and the filling of the Holy Spirit. I had an amazing experience a number of years ago where God convicted me in an area of, uh, area of my life really quite clearly and strongly. And uh, so I repented of that. But over the coming weeks, I was shocked. I was shocked. Because I, I expected to feel terrible, condemned, a failure, a bit worthless. But instead, God poured His Spirit into me. 
I began to experience the heart of God like I hadn't experienced before. And I ended up with a relationship closer to God than when I started. And I thought, my goodness, God, what else can I repent of? Find something. It's one of the most wonderful words in the Bible because it will set you free. It will liberate you. Whenever you hear that word, don't turn back and say, oh, no. Say, oh, yes. <laughs> and hey, repent every day. Because there's something, you know, you're going to have a wrong thought. You're going to say a wrong word. You're going to get impatient. You're going to repent every day. And if you think you've got nothing to repent of, come and see us and we'll give you a long list. Because <laughs> we know that we all have plenty to repent of. Ephesians 5.19 says, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Simply put, music and worship is a great way to keep filling yourself with the Holy Spirit. I often have music playing in the background. It's fantastic. And every so often a song would just stir in my heart and I know I am being filled with the Holy Spirit. When you come to church, when you sing songs, it's not just to sing a few songs to get through the service. No, you're charging your spirit. You're getting filled with the Spirit. So engage with the music, engage with the scene. The more you engage, the more you're going to be filled. And when you walk out the doors, you're going to be empowered to face the challenges that may be thrown at you. Be filled with the Spirit through music, through worship, and through singing. You know, when you're full of the Spirit and the devil messes with you, you'll say, go ahead, make my day. Because you're fearless. You know that you've got God on your side to help you. See, when you're filled with the Spirit, you'll become a devil crusher, a world changer, a history maker, and a champion for God. Look, it doesn't matter what your background. It doesn't matter if you failed at school. It doesn't matter if you're rejected. You feel worthless. You're a nobody. You're a nothing. You don't feel very, very gifted at all. You have little hope for the future. Anybody can learn to be filled with the Holy Spirit and be a champion for God. You can be a champion for God. I don't care your history. I don't care your background. I don't care your upbringing. I don't care everything that's gone against you. It does not matter. It does not matter. Get filled with the Holy Spirit and go out and do exploits for God. In fact, God has chosen the weak and the despised and the rejected and the nobodies and nothings. That's who He's chosen. Fill them with the Spirit and they can do something mighty for God. Ephesians 5.20, giving thanks always to God the Father for everything. Giving thanks fills you with the Holy Spirit. Thank God throughout the day, especially when something goes wrong. I say thank Him on the hour, roughly 15 times a day. Think about that. My last point today, prayer and fasting. I, knew, I know you hang on just for this one. You were waiting for this, weren't you? Uh, Jude 1.20, building up yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. With prayer, we build ourselves up. We fill ourselves with the Holy Spirit. See, fasting is a great key to being filled with the Spirit of God. Jesus, after praying 40 days uh, and fasting, it says in Luke 4.14, He returned in the power of the Spirit. So this is what fasting does. It reduces the carnal man and heightens the spirit man. If you want to get closer to God, learn to fast. Whether it's one day, two, three, it doesn't matter what it is. Learn how to fast and you will be increasingly filled with the Holy Spirit. It's probably one of the most powerful ways to be filled with the Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Right, right now, it's okay. Start today. In fact, watching this program, you've already started because God's been filling you with His Spirit just a little bit more because you are take, taking the time to tune in and watch this program. But just make sure you don't lose it once the program's finished. You know, 
have an argument with your wife or your kids or something and then it just disappears. Just keep a hold of the spiritual charge you've got. So the key to Christian living is understanding it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And as we are continually filled with the spirit, we will be more than conquerors and equal to every challenge life throws at us. In Jesus' name, amen.